Today, I sit down with Larita Guayco. She's my go-to person when it comes to anything to do with dogs. She's been rehabilitating dogs for over 15 years, and she has probably one of the biggest hearts of anyone I know. I can't wait to pick her brain and also find out what I need to know before I get a dog. This is The Little Bit Podcast. Hey, Larita. What's up, Tony? What's up? What's up, girl? So you rehabilitate dogs and ferrets and cats, but what really and is... Men. Just kidding. <laughs> but what really does rehabilitation like entail? What is that all about? Well, in the rescue world, um, you have a, you rescue a dog that's six plus six months older plus, and whatever that dog has been through, if it was all negative experiences, we have to unwire and re kind of get this dog in a better state of mind so they're more adoptable. Mm-hmm. Um, that's rehabilitating anywhere from dogs that are fearful, insecure unsocialized, um, lack of exercise, poor nutrition. So when we get a dog and that has a lot of issues, the goal is to make it so it's set up for success mm-hmm. where a family comes in who's just a regular pet owner and they treat the dog as their child and it's all about their heart and what, you know, yeah. we all go in with our heart, but, yeah. but you have to remove that and think with your head. So it's hard for everybody. I suck at it with my dog. Right. But I have to remember if I remove my heart and do what's best for this dog, I'm setting up for success. So this, when this family comes in, it's going to be a little easier for them to adopt it and not return it. Right. And so do you think that this socialization or whatever it may be is important for everybody when they, when they get a dog or should they always go through a foster company first so they can make sure they're getting a good dog that's been like you know already socialized and kind of well socializing has to continue got it you know it needs to start from day one even when we get a dog um like a pregnant mom from the pound Mm -hmm. who is completely anxious nervous stressed Mm -hmm. out think about the babies in her belly and Mm -hmm. what they're experiencing so then you have these puppies that are born that have that same kind of energy the mom had so it's so important to start socializing these puppies right. at day one. Like wow. it could be as little as having the mom with the puppies and running a vacuum cleaner or having mm. the TV on or okay. having the doorbell. Um, one of the trainers I work with, she'll actually start taking her puppies at like two weeks removed uh-huh. from the mom. Wow. And she puts them in a playpen and she puts them outside while we're working with other dogs. So these puppies get to understand what other dogs sound like and people and sounds and wow. grass and sun and smells uh-huh. and so just exposing them to as much of the world they won't be scared cool would you if like let's say your your dog's pregnant right now and she's going to have her puppies would you recommend that to people at home to do that with their puppies um if the mom has a lot of uh if she's fearful and anxious for sure okay yeah but, but if it, the if the mom's like happy go lucky she's yeah. had a great life and the puppies are most likely going to be pretty Happy, but you don't want to also baby and coddle the puppy where it doesn't right. have its experience. So you want to continue. You don't have to try as hard. Like with the skittish puppies, you want to put more effort. Mm-hmm. But with dogs that are probably healthier, you can probably just continue your normal life. And then just make sure, you know, you take it on walks and expose it to a lot of things and not just keep it in your backyard. You and I 
have both well you fostered dozens and dozens of dogs i'm sure if not hundreds like of dogs 15 years 15 years of fostering. fostering wow i've only fostered once and you helped me do that and that was amazing <laughs> it everybody was amazing. should try it once <laughs> i highly recommend it. <laughs> i'll she, tell you one thing don't I didn't, scare them joni no <laughs> I fostered two small puppies. They were five weeks old, right? Yeah. Old? Yeah. That was a challenge because they were just weaned from their mom or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Why, did, why did I forgot what they I got? I think they were eating mom. kibble when you gave them to me. Okay. But they were really young and they yeah, were. They weren't ready for adoption. They were not ready for adoption. So I had to foster them for a few weeks until they found someone and so on. But um, I think for me, fostering taught me a few things. A, puppies are a lot of work and you got to be ready for that. And B, get ready to cry. <laughs> because I cried and cried and cried. Like I just lost like, I don't know what. I just felt like this unbelievable sadness. Like I attached to these puppies. It was very hard, but I think it also taught me a lot about how much love I have to give. Right, stuff. right. Yeah. When I first started fostering, every dog that found a home, whether it was a puppy or six months old or a year, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm not keeping this dog. I'm giving it up. But when it just, as your friend Kaz, that she adopted one of right. them. I mean, mm-hmm. to see the joy on somebody's face when yes. they adopt a dog is pretty damn rewarding. And yeah. then it also allows you to open up your home to, you know, a future foster dog or another dog that is in need. Mm-hmm. So I just think about how many heartbreaks I had giving up dogs like the first year or two was really tough. And then I got used to it. And now like when I think about how many dogs probably avoided uh, euthanasia because we pulled them out of the shelter and I was able to foster it and find it a home. And I just got to keep reminding myself that, yeah. that, you know, that was huge. You're saving lives. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. I wanted to talk about your dog, Annie, who I've met, and she was a rescue. She's amazing. She's a pit bull. Mm-hmm. And I know pit bulls get a bad rap, but based on your experiences and for people that are considering pit bulls and maybe a rescued pit bull and stuff like that, can you help us? Because I know Chris and I were kind of looking at a pit bull. Um, pit bulls, um, they were originally bred to be bull baiters. They started off as English bulldogs. And uh, it was entertainment. They would go after bulls. And then they uh, bred them with terriers because it would give them more uh, strength and speed. So now we have this dog that likes to attack this bull and has the speed that the terrier brought in. A lot of that part, that, that old school pit bull is, being, is gone, but um, I believe it's still there. There's the whole conversation, is it nurture versus nature? Um, but my experience through rescuing, through training groups, is that um, I see at least fifty percent of the pit bulls that it wasn't nurture. Oh, it oh, wasn't. Yeah. wasn't nurture. It wasn't matter. nurture. It didn't matter how old they were. It, they, they, some families okay. got the puppies at eight weeks with a healthy mom, and that's that that thing they carry from the old school pit bull was still there. Oh, um, and then I've seen pit bulls that don't have it at all. Hmm. So what I would say is if, you know, you're going to go to a rescue group, you're going to go to a shelter, um, I would get the dog evaluated. Okay. And that way you get more information because if you get one that has that old school thing going on, it's it takes a lot more work. You got to learn how to manage your dog and it's a very powerful breed. I love pit bulls. They are amazing dogs. Um, they love humans. Mm-hmm. I don't think that all pit bulls need a doggy play date all the time. 
Um, they are great. They, they love humans more than they love other dogs and to be with other dogs. And I would say my trainer that I work with, he actually says it's higher, but if you're going to go to a shelter or if you're going to go get a pit bull and there's 10 of them, I would say, oops, I would say that 50% of them probably have this old school lineage, that dog, uh, kind of likes to fight or I don't even know if I want to say likes to fight. It's like aggressive or it's not aggressive. It's, it's just, um, it's not reactivity. I, I, maybe it is likes to fight. Yeah. But they're not like derpy kind. They're like, they have that kind of uh, inside them. There's something about them. Yeah. They have this intensity that Mm -hmm. they get. Um, I would get the dog evaluated for sure. Like if there's, okay, you know, you go to the shelter and there's 10 pit bulls and, I would say there's a 50% chance one of the that half of those dogs out of the 10 are going to have that old school kind of what they were bred for was to be bull baiters. Wow. Um they would attack bulls and it was a sport. Um, wow. it was originally English bulldogs and then they bred them with uh, terriers to make them more faster and stronger. Uh-huh. And then they became good fighting dogs so then they use them for dog fighting rings which is awful. Ugh. Um hate that. So that's still there and there are breeding new bullies and they're called American bullies that have completely been that's been bred out of them so they don't even have it anymore. They're just great family dogs. Yeah. Um so you, but they look alike. Yeah. You can't tell. Yeah. And so when you go to a shelter or a rescue group and you just want to get as much information. So what right. I would do, I would spend the money, hire a trainer that is experienced with the breed and get a full evaluation. Wow. Put them with other dogs, put them with kids, put them with people and see like if they're fearful or if they've been socialized well, if they're really confident and they want to start stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've met so many pipples that are great. You can take them. Um, with other dogs and yeah. no issues at all. I know wow. my dog in particular, maybe it was because she was, she imprinted at a young age in a very unsocialized backyard. She was a breeding dog or maybe Aww. she has that old school thing going Inside on. Of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I would do that. So and get I'll, an evaluation for a pit bull. Hell yeah. Yeah. And then also to like, do most foster places and most places that are keeping dogs, I don't want to say like a pound or something necessarily, but places that have these dogs, do they let you take them home for a day? Like, can you try, Yeah, like kind of try them out? I know our rescue group does. We can do slumber parties, especially with a really strong breed. Um, I, there, There's a handful of breeds that I wouldn't say is a first, it's, it's, it's for first time dog owners. I would say they would have to have some experience with dogs because um, any kind of powerful breed, um, it's it, t- it takes a different kind of managing versus mm. having a little, you know, lucky right. poodle that's just right. like, you know, whatever, you can right. take them anywhere. But I um, encourage taking them home, uh, hanging out with them. And then also if they're older, I would get a checkup on them because a lot of bully breeds have issues with uh, hips and their knees and joint problems. And they also get a lot. Uh, I know blue nose pits, mine, mine in particular, she has mast cell tumors. So that's mm. another expense. So you want to look at the all their health issues and see if that's something you want to deal with. You know, I've never had my own dog as an adult ever. I've had roommates who've had dogs. My family growing up, we had dogs and all that. But I think one of the things that holds me back from getting a dog is just the cost of a dog. I know food's expensive, medical bills and all that. At the end of the day, dogs are expensive. You, you can get insurance on dogs, I think, but I that's mean, expensive. And that's expensive. So 
Can you just tell me a little bit about the real costs behind having a dog? And I know you've had some stuff with Annie where... With your muscle tumors. Right. So how much does that stuff cost? And is it important to address it right away? Or can you let some of these health things go? Like, how do you, what do you do? Well, the one thing we educate families, you know, that come through the rescue is, you know, everyone has a fabrication and they have to pay an adoption fee. Mm. And some people are like, I can't believe, you know, these homeless dogs and you're charging an adoption fee. I'm like, yeah, if we put up free dogs, people who are, have that like, Sponta- oh, free dog. Let's just get a dog without even thinking. Oh. They go out and get a dog. That's why I, people who put their dogs on Craigslist, I'm like, just put them to the rescue. It holds people oh. accountable. Like, it makes you think, like, all right, That's, the adoption fee is 200 for a puppy or 300 And some rescue groups are like 500 700 Yeah, for a puppy. Yeah. yeah. And adults, anywhere from 100 200 depending on what you had to do. Right, right. You know, like spayed, neuter, vaccinations or whatever. Right. So... When you get a family that wants to pay the amount, then at least it's making them think, all right, we got to pay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then we're like, okay, now we're talking about food. There's a whole, like, we're learning that dogs, you know, the, the way we've been feeding them has been really bad and it's been causing a lot of health issues. Their lifespan is shortened. And now there's this whole new movement, which I'm really happy. And not, I don't know how long it's been going on, but I see it everywhere. Pet stores just opening up just purely on raw and high nutrition, human grade. Organic. And that's expensive. It's very, very expensive. And it adds years to your dog's life wow. and health benefits. And it's like you wouldn't give your kid, well, well, like, I you know, think, I wouldn't give my kid, like, you know, Snicker bars every day. Every, exactly. Right. Or just like crappy cereal every day. And, right. And, and hope that he's completely, you know, healthy. Getting everything and, he yeah. needs. Right. So this new movement. Is great for the dogs, but it's super expensive. Hmm. Um, and then, um, what about like health wise, like bills? Yeah, bills. So, what I would do is if you're going to get a dog, um, if it's a purebred or, or leaning towards one, definitely want to look up the breed, get your information, find out what this health issues are because every dog, mutts tend to have less health issues, hmm. but if you're dealing with like a bully breed, like I was saying, they're known for muscle tumors. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, uh, you know, problems with their hips and joints. Um, and then you have dogs that are just, you know, prone to skin allergies or right. glaucoma. Right. Um, you know, so you got to just. Cancer. You got to right. just be prepared. What am I going to, am I going to be able in long term afford all the medical bills to keep it healthy? And there is pet insurance, but if you have a pre-existing thing, the pet insurance might not cover it. Like if I get an old dog with a mast cell tumor exactly. already, they're going to be like, no, sorry. Right. Yeah, so that doesn't work. It's a lot to consider. And then a puppy, you Mm got to deal with everything it goes through. And puppies sometimes, unsupervised, will eat something. You got blockage. You got surgery. I mean, my I had a neighbor who just the dog, older dog, knocked over a cook a jar of coconut oil, knocked it on the ground, and ate glass. Possibly there was blood (gasps) when they got home. Oh no! Yeah, so they we took it to emergency room and they found some stuff in there, but they couldn't tell if it was a rawhide or not. But still, that you know, he had to pay a thousand dollars after X-rays and stuff. Yeah, my friend walking out of there got a puppy maybe six weeks ago. This was like, well, it was six weeks old, and I'm sorry, no, it was six weeks they had him. I should say, and the dog ate something, and the blockage was in there, and it was going to cost four thousand dollars, and they put the puppy down. They put the puppy down. It's like I've seen people just make these spontaneous decisions. Don't do research on your breed, on the mm-hmm. breed or the age, or 
if it's a senior dog and is going to go blind and like you're saying, cancer, whatever issues. And then exactly. Yeah. They, my friend who's a vet, she gets so many families that come in and say, my dog has skin allergies and I can't afford the bills. So I just want to euthanize it. That's insane. Yeah. Or she had uh, someone bring in a pug that had uh, glaucoma and it needed to get its eye removed. And they're like, it's a simple surgery. We'll remove the eye. It'll be fine. No, we don't want to pay for it. So they gave up the dog. Oh, that makes me so upset. And I see it all the time. Mm -hmm. And I have people that I know close to me that gotten animals over and over again. And Mm. anytime something happens to it, it can't afford it. So I see this dog suffering or the cat suffering or the neighbor comes in and helps out or the friend pays for the bill or someone else tries to pay for the bill. I've seen GoFundMes for dogs. I mean, I get it. Like, who can afford $4,000 to begin with? Honestly, you could be middle class. America, and you're going to run into issues with that, and I get that. I'm not saying only wealthy people should have dogs. I mean, I I grew up super super poor, and we had like 36 dogs at one point. I don't right. even know how we fed those animals, but right. yeah, I'm not even joking. 36 That's dogs. My dog, I had, <laughs> I had a dog who had a puppy, and we had two hunting beagles out back, and a stray came through and got them all pregnant oh, within Lord. a week of each other. Right, and and they all had eight puppies. Or six or yeah. seven puppies, something like that. Oh my god! And uh, it was insane. Yeah, we had beagle mixes and mutt mixes, and they're all. It was heaven for me. I was like yeah, twelve. Course. But right. anyways, long story short, I think you know if you, it's going to happen. Bills are going to happen, but I would. That's going to be my biggest step going forward is being able to afford that dog, afford the food that I really want to give him. Mm-hmm. And if we do get this older dog, what if he gets cancer next year? Like he might gonna, have cancer. He might have cancer now. Yeah, and I got to pay for the the test to get. Test the cancer right mm-hmm. now. Or- Mine was fifteen hundred bucks. Holy moly! Because my dog has mast cell tumors, and the oncologist wanted to rule out that she didn't have any tumors internally in her body oh. because it's a different protocol. Mm-hmm. If she has a tumor inside, then let's we might have to go straight to chemo. Mm. But since it was just seven tumors on the skin, we were able just to put her on Benadryl because the the tumors release histamine, and the Benadryl keeps, keeps them small. Mm-hmm. So, but. It would be stupid for me not to do the ultrasound and the x-rays because I would have, I'm like constantly like, God, what if she has a tumor inside? And I don't know. You have to know. Yeah. So I spent $1,500. Now she's on like crazy food. I give her, um, she's on Benadryl every day. She's on vitamin A, fish oil to keep her skin healthy, keep her immune system healthy. She's on CBD. She's on this mushroom stuff. And um, the tumor shrank. Wow. She's five years old. So, Five years old, that's it. And she had her first two tumors two years ago. We removed them and seven more came back. She's a blue nose pet. Oh, my uh, goodness They me. have – they are known for this because you're, I think the dog you guys like is a blue nose, right? He's, he's gray. Blue, he's like gray and white mix, yeah. Yeah. It's he be, might have it in Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's part of the inbreeding to get the color. Right. Well, if you want to get involved in fostering, it's a great experience Um, if you're kind of – not sure if you should adopt a dog, foster mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Because then you'll know how your life's going to change pretty much and cool. what it might cost. Thank you to Larita for coming by today. If you have any questions or comments, please go to the website, www.thelittlebitpodcast.com and tell us your thoughts. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Become a patron at patreon.com slash thelittlebitpodcast so I can continue to make these amazing podcasts just for you. Today's music is from Sleep North America. Download it now on SoundCloud.